Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Gamers Podcast. I know it's been a while. We're sorry if happens, but here we are, the moment you all have been waiting for. Manny, James, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Hi. Doing Hi, good. everybody. Hello. <laughs> awesome. We missed you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yes. It's been a while. <laughs> Yes, I miss you too, James. Oh, I miss you guys. Aww. It never reciprocates. Anyways, all right. So, for today's episode, we're going to be going over a couple of things, okay? We're going to be going over this week at Bungie and their most recent uh, upload or post. We're going to be going over some news about the PS5 shortage. Uh, James has something to say about the Elgato Stream Deck pedal, about Ryan Wyatt leaving YouTube, and this whole beef between Ninja and Pokemon. And Manny wants to talk about this Hogwarts video game. And apparently Blizzard is going to be making a brand new survival game for PC and console. And we're going to finish with the news that shocked the entire gaming industry last week. Which was Microsoft purchasing Activision and Blizzard. So, you guys ready? Yeah. All set. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, for this week at Bungie, did you guys read it? I did not. No, haven't. I, I, I listened to something about it. That was about it. All right. So um, this article, okay, and everybody else, if you guys aren't familiar, Bungie releases articles every now and then where they give you an update as to what they're planning on doing. Okay. So one of the things that they are going to be addressing are blue drops. I'm not sure if you guys are well acquainted with blue drops while we're playing Destiny 2. No more blue drops, please. <laughs> yeah, my inventory. No. I am tired of it, especially <laughs> when I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm playing Iron Banner and I'm getting blue drops here and there. It's like, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, like I, I you know, you get killed so many damn times, you're hoping for something worthwhile, and then you get a blue drop, you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. I died for this, come on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it, it annoys me, especially when we win the matches, and I still get a blue drop, and it's like, come on. Come on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um... One of the other things that they mentioned is they're going to be increasing uh, the power level. So right now, I believe, what's the power level? Do you guys know? 1330, I believe, is um, the max power level. And then you have your uh, seasonal artifact. Yeah. It goes higher. Okay. So I believe when the Witch Queen comes out, it's going to be the base. Power level is going to be 1350. Okay. And then from there, the max... Uh, you can go to is 1560. So how do you guys feel about that? It excites me because they have the raid coming in March. And so it's like, if that's, if we're going to have that much of a grind, there's going to be a lot of stuff we're going to do that we're going to have too much stuff to do. And that excites me. Um, at least I hope that's the case. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Um, I do like how they mentioned that the only way you can get from to 1560 is um, by acquiring uh, content from uh, pinnacles, like pinnacle uh, rewards. So that's going to be through raids, uh, trials of Osiris, Iron Banner. 
Okay. So I'm not entirely sure if that's still how it is, but if that's how it is, if that's how it's going to be now, I'm actually okay with that. All right. Yeah. I, I think so, right now it's uh, also, I think strikes, you know, the three strikes you got to do. And I think yeah. some, uh, whatever's on Europa, that uh, challenge uh, we have to do with the puzzles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then I believe the last part of that, okay, is here. Let me see. I just had it right here. Oh, the gunsmith reputation. Do you, I'm pretty sure you guys have a lot of that material just sitting there. Really, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no. 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 When I. Yeah, when um, when yeah, when our uh, our friend Blaze he told us about that to get rid of it and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, that's the first thing I'm gonna do. So I got into <laughs> two, and I just got rid of all that stuff. Got a bunch of stuff, um, mostly purple uh, weapons gear and stuff, but um, got a whole bunch of enhancement cores for that. So I was like, oh, okay, not bad. Then I got, you know, once you scrap the stuff, you get more gunsmith materials. So then you have to go back to it and then, you know, uh, spend those materials. But I've got like probably five or so left over, which doesn't really make any difference. I originally had like over 3,000, 5,000. Yeah, I didn't have as much, and that's just because, as as by now, you guys know, I've, I've developed the reputation of dismantling. Being the scrapper. Every, yeah, I am. I am the scrapper <laughs> here, and didn't have a whole lot of gunsmith material to turn in. I'm happy for everybody else that had, you know, thirty five thousand pieces of it. Apparently, <laughs> I, had, I had a lot. I don't think mine reached over ten thousand though. It, it wasn't too long for me to, to knock it down. It did take a couple of nights, though, you know, like 30 minutes here or there, because I had to then clear out my inventory for the new stuff to come in. It was it was quite the chore. Yeah. So I think that's about it in regards to the TWAB, unless you guys have anything else you want to add about it. Um, Raid comes out uh, March the 5th, which is a Saturday. So reset on Saturday, that Saturday, uh, I'm, I'm assuming the raid will be available. It'll probably be bugs and all that stuff, but last year, um, or last raid, whatever, I got in pretty quickly, uh, within the 30 minutes or so, whenever a fire team got ready. So be ready for that. Um, I think everyone's going in probably under a contest mode, so it's going to be really challenging, um, but you won't have to worry so much about getting to a certain light. Um, I believe as long as you're playing the game, going through the story, you'll probably be ready for a light level wise. Weapon wise, I don't know. Okay. Okay, yeah, cool. Yep, all right. Just wasn't sure if you were gonna keep going, but okay. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching people play the raid, but I'm not sure if I'm ever going to do a raid, honestly. I have my opinions about it, so I'm just... Maybe that's for a different topic, for a different day. But anyways, um, how do you guys feel about moving on to the next topic? Yeah, that's good. I'm good. Let's start. All right, so did you guys hear about this PF... I'm pretty sure you've heard, like, especially you, Manny. You've dealt with the Xbox shortage, but there's a PS5 Uh... shortage. (laughs) You got your Xbox, right? Yes, finally yes. I'm here waiting. Ha ha. 
Yes, that thing is, is magnificent. I the prevailed. That thing are glorious. Yes. I have called it my so, precious. My precious. My precious. Oh, perfectly valid. Perfectly valid name. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, um, Sony is dealing with the PlayStation 5 shortage by making more PS4s. Oh. So, the way I guess they're going on about this is they figure, well... If people can't find a PS5, then they are they will be willing to settle for a PS4 until they are able to find a PS5. Right? Mm. And I found this very interesting because some people have been coming out saying, oh yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. You know, if you can't find a PS5, get a PS4 in the meantime. Right. And mm -hmm. it reminded me a whole lot when the OG Xbox One came out. You know, the VCR-looking thing. Yeah. And um, there was this whole thing about DRM issues with it, that it was going to have the 24-hour check. And people were just, you know, losing their shit over this because they were like, how the heck are... Like, what if we have bad internet connection? How is this going to really work? Um and they asked at the time he was the head of Xbox, Don Matrick, um, what about soldiers are located in places where there are no, where there's no internet service? And he just very matter, just very matter of factly said, well, if you can't play the Xbox One, then play on the th 360. And, you know, people, they were like, how could you possibly say that? Okay. And you fast forward now, what is it, nine years, maybe, I think. And I kind of feel that the turntables, as Michael Scott would say, how the turntables have turned kind of thing. <laughs> and now, you know, they're doing this, and it almost seems like some people are okay with it. What do you guys think? Okay, um, so go ahead, James. Go. No, 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 you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, this is what I have to say, though. <laughs> I mean, what is the shortage for? If it's a, if it's a, a chip shortage, I mean, I can understand if they don't want, if they have uh, chips already made for the PlayStation 4, and, and their reasoning is, well, we don't want this stuff to go to waste. I understand that. But if they're just going to throw more, you know, a, a different chipset at the manufacturers that they have to make and and build and stuff it just it just bottlenecks it you know we have gamestop we have all these used outlets to get a playstation if, if a four a playstation 4 if we want that's not what the people want. people want next gen they want higher frame rates they want the the new the new newness so i am uh, thumbs down on that idea you know it's it's funny that you mentioned that like what is the reason for it Right, and the whole uh, chip shortage that we have going on right now. But apparently, Sony is able to do this because the chips the PS4 uses aren't um, as advanced as the PS5's uh, chips. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I'm still still trying to wrap my head around this because they're like oh yeah we would be they, that they would be able to add over a million ps4 units to offset the pressure of the production of the ps5 
but that doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, anyways, Manny, what did you have to say about this? Uh, so, okay, so place, if Sony is thinking about making more PS4s, um, just to kind of relieve the pressure of the whole PS5 shortage, are they going to be heavily discounted? Or are they going to be at their current price, which is what, 200 bucks? Give or take? That's a good point. That's a good point. I would take a <laughs> PlayStation. Yeah. Are they going to make it worth the while on getting one? <laughs> and then also, no disrespect to Sony, but after, you know, the whole purchase and everything, which is another topic that we're going to be discussing in this episode, after the whole purchase of, you know, the Bl uh, Blizzard and Activision, what does PlayStation have to offer now? Oh, those are good points. I used to work at uh, a yeah. GameStop and even the most uh careful or meticulous gamer, that console that they're bringing in the trade is going to be dusty. The uh, at the very least, the controller is going to have grime in the crevices and and that grime could be anything. It's gross. I mean, this is pre-COVID and it was gross. Now I don't even think I'd I'd be like, "Nah, um, I'm just going to soak this in some sanitation and maybe it'll work afterwards, but at least I won't get sick from it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would take a heavily discounted brand new PlayStation 4. I, I, I would take that if I was in the market. So good points, I agree. Manny. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, are they going to be greedy in this and just keep it at the current price? Or are they going to try to make like a bundle to where, you know, more people are kind of maybe interested in getting it? Just meanwhile, they work on getting some more PS5s out there. I mean, what do they have to actually entice the gamers to want to get a PS4? I would say, uh, to answer your question, Manny, is mm -hmm. uh, VR. Everyone's talking about, I hate, I don't, audience, don't throw tomatoes at me. I, I hate saying this. This is everywhere. It's a buzzword. But everyone wants to get into the metaverse. And a little tease into what everyone's thinking about is PSVR. I mean, that's way, way cheaper than, uh, than uh, the other VR headsets that you have to attach to a gaming computer that can run it. Um, you know, you can, you can get a, PlayStation 4 and get a VR headset for a relatively uh, lower budget than a gaming PC. Let's just say that, you know, lower budget than a gaming PC and it's probably more available than the next gen consoles. So if you're interested in trying that stuff, I can see that being a, a, a tantalizing offer, uh, you know, new PS4 uh, at a maybe a little bit of a discount and get yourself a PSVR, and now you're going to experience what could be the future of gaming. That is true. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? I hadn't thought about the VR stuff. That's true. That is very true. All right. So since we're talking about hardware, uh, James, I believe you wanted to talk about the Elgato Stream Deck uh, pedal. Oh, that thing? That thing that came out that every... Uh, YouTuber guy is is uh, uh, doing a review on, and every guy with a foot fetish is probably like, "Oh man, I hope my favorite content creator shows off their <laughs> foot pedals." 
<laughs> oh my so, lord. So yeah, looks like they've been in development for with this for like a year or whatever. Um I was listening to one of the uh uh YouTubers um uh his name is Nutty. I believe his YouTube channel is and he was saying 6 months ago he had talked about this idea of a foot pedal and they're like, "Hey, we're already working on that." So they've been working on this for a while. There's stuff out there that you can use for your stream. And it's basically just a foot pedal that hooks up to your computer and you can do uh hotkeys with it. So like change your scene, mute your microphone, all that cool stuff. The nice thing about Elgato products is the software that's attached to it because they have the microphone, they have the, the, the stream deck, which, uh, that stuff is readily available everywhere, just not as nice. You no, know, you can get like a ten, uh, like a numpad, and and that could be your stream deck. You know, it's not as flashy or cool, but it's the software, a god of software, that sets these products apart. And so, what's nice is mm. um, they have a plugin with Discord, so it can actually mute your mic um, in certain uh, situations. It will join a voice channel if that's what you so choose, and. Um, it's a really, a really nice product. It is $89.99 um, right now, and it is probably out of stock. But, but um, the competitor, I think, is like $40 cheaper, and it doesn't have a very intuitive software. You sort of have to know how to, you know, code, I would say. I, I don't know. Some, some of these things, if you don't know how to, like, kind of work in the computer space like I do, it sort of takes a little bit of YouTubing and Googling on how to get your product to do what you want. Whereas this Elgato yeah. pedal just plugs right in. You're good to go. You, you can select, you know, all these options that they pre-made for it. It connects to OBS, it connects to other things. And what's nice is a lot of these YouTubers, they're not just reviewing the product. They're kind of giving you some ideas. So some ideas could be uh, maybe doing like a, a zoom in right? You're playing a game. You say a joke, something happens in game. You want to capture that comedic moment. Comedy is all about timing, right? So if you're sitting there like fumbling, trying to press a button, you, that moment's probably already passed. And sure, you can get it in post recording, you know, but for that live audience, it's just a little bit off. So now you can be holding on your controller. That moment happens. Boom, you press the foot pedal, good to go. What I like about it and what other people like about it is it has uh, three different buttons. So it has a big fat one in the middle and two raised skinny buttons on the side. So you don't have to look at where uh, at the pedal to know what you're touching. So that's that's kind of nice. That's that's my overview of that product. Mm -hmm. I don't have one on my on hand, but if streamers out there are interested into it, you know, it, it could be used more than just muting your microphone. He said he doesn't have it in hand, but I think he doesn't have it on foot. I wonder if they're going to end up creating a whole new category on Twitch, since I'm pretty sure someone's going to be wanting to see streamers using their feet on this thing. Talk about uh, a footwork. Hey. All right. So, um, I believe we're now going to transition to something else. And I believe that this just came out today, if I'm not mistaken. So, James, can you tell us who Ryan White is and why it's such a big deal that he's leaving YouTube? 
Yeah, he is, I believe his role is uh, as like a CEO at YouTube. Um, basically, he is head of Ooh. YouTube gaming. Oh, wow. was the head of YouTube gaming. Yeah, so you have like, you know, you're different. It's a corporation. But you have uh, different leaders answering to different things or in charge of different things um, in the company. And he was in charge of the YouTube gaming side. So your Minecraft channels and your Destiny how-tos and your... You're uh, live streaming with Tim the Tatman and all. He he organized all that stuff. And he praised all that stuff that was happening. And he said there's a lot of big things happening this year. They're going to have um, hosting on on YouTube. They're going to have, uh, I believe, gifting of subs is not there yet. Uh, so they call theirs memberships, whereas Twitch calls it subscriptions. So they're going to have gifting of memberships and... Um, I forget what other things are, but, um, you know, um, if you've been following the news, if you're a streamer, they, uh, signed with Tim the Tatman, they signed with Dr. Lupo, uh, this allowed those creators to play with Dr. Disrespect. So it, it, a lot of things, a lot of YouTube gaming buzz was happening and I didn't even foresee this coming, but he is stepping down. He's moving away from YouTube, moving away from Google. Um, so he's going to become, um, he's, he says here in his tweet, um, I am elated to announce that I will be joining Polygon Technology as their CEO of Polygon Studios. Whoa. My role at Polygon Studios, I will be focusing on growing the developer ecosystem through investment, marketing, and developer support and bridging the gap between Web, web 2 and Web 3. So if you're unfamiliar about his passions and what he's kind of been going on is, again, guys, don't throw tomatoes at me. I know we've all heard it, but he's into the whole cryptocurrency. He's into the whole NFT thing. In fact, all YouTube is as well, but he is is um, really invested in it. He's tweeting a lot about it, and he sees a bright future in NFTs, whereas our, our daddy and savior, uh, Phil, says that NFTs seems a little bit predatory in gaming. Um, uh, Ryan, mm -hmm. uh, is a little bit different. He says he thinks it's good. So I think, you know, he sees, uh, huge success, many success in this change, um, switching from YouTube and going over to Polygon Studios. I don't think it's the affiliated with the, um, news outlet Polygon. I think it's just Polygon Studios. So whatever they do must be, you know, I I'm not familiar with that, but he's going to run, um, uh, over there and uh, run their setup over there and get them ready for uh, the future web three, whatever that mm. is. I'm, I'm too old and I'm, I'm too broke to understand NFTs and, and web three. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out the dark web. Oh no. <laughs> but um, I'm not too familiar with YouTube gaming. However, I am familiar enough with Google and, you know, back when they bought YouTube. And this is a very big deal to have the CEO of YouTube stepping down to leave somewhere else. Right. Which like kind of, you know, begs the question. Yeah. Like you don't know who's who's going to take over and, and continue that vision. Because mm -hmm. another thing I forgot to mention is are you, when um, so Microsoft had Mixer, right? And there's a lot of kind of, yes. Uh, I wouldn't say, I guess you could say negative buzz about it, but there wasn't like a lot of like 
really great praises that Microsoft had acquired Mixer in and has their own streaming platform. They would probably say something different now if it's still around because of the latest news that Microsoft did. But when uh, YouTube started going after uh, Co-Carnage, Valkyrie, then they finally signed um, Dr. Lupo, Tim the Tapman, and uh, Ludwig, there was a lot of like great buzz about the platform. Like like the everyone was just like excited. They're happy. They didn't really have like, oh, you spent a lot of money on creators, or just blah blah blah. It was it was yeah. exciting. And um <laughs> a lot of the creators said Fwiz was like one of them. He gets the gaming industry and it's great that he's making this these decisions. So it's kind of like shocking to see that this guy that everyone looked up to and everyone was like excited to take the reins or have the you know reins in his hands is now just like all right uh passing it on and yeah. who knows who's gonna you know take over leadership is huge in a lot of these social media platforms and and how they go if if, if it's if it stays the way it is like kind of stagnant you know the bright future that everyone has for youtube gaming may not come to fruition but yeah. um I mean, they have a lot of talent. I think Google knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I kind of think that maybe any other situation at any other company, other people would take something like this. Like, holy crap, is like is the ship going down and he's jumping out at the right time? But, I mean, we know YouTube is freaking huge as it is. And, um, you know, YouTube gaming itself... And the way they operate, obviously, is different than um, the way Twitch operates, which is what we talked about in the last episode. Um, but anyways, Manny, I mean, do you, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm mostly curious on who's going to be taking his new role. And what was the price tag of him, you know, getting the new position that he's getting with the other company, like... How much are we talking about that he's going to be getting for this new transition? Like billions or? Yeah, I'm not mm. too sure about that. Uh, I know that a lot. Pretty like sure a it's lot millions. Of, yeah, I know a lot of this stuff <laughs> with CEOs sort of falls under like kind of public domain. Like a lot of, uh, you know, because they want to generate more investment by the you know selling of their stocks and stuff. But I think this transition <laughs> here, I don't think is public or about how much he's made. Hmm. So since we're on the topic of YouTube and then we mentioned about streamers and whatnot, um, so there's, whole, there's this whole thing going on, if you guys haven't heard. Well, James probably. Manny, I don't know if you've heard about it. There's this whole beef going on between Ninja and Pokimane. Do you guys, or mm -hmm. uh, James, yeah. do you want to give us a bit of insight on that? Because I only know a little bit that they had only exchanged some messages or something like that, but I don't know what actually led to that moment. Yeah, so a lot of what I want to bring to you all is to help you uh, grow your content creation and sort of learn from other people's mistakes. And that's where I, I bring this situation in. Um, so basically, there is beef between Ninja and Pokimane, but it didn't start off that way, at least in this recent situation. This guy named, uh, I had him in my notes because I didn't say his name, I believe it's Jideon. Gideon yeah. um, had recently made partnership on Twitch. Apparently, he's a YouTuber, a well-followed you know, YouTuber, um, at least enough to garner 14,000 viewers. 
Uh, and so what he did with those 14,000 viewers is he saw that Pokimane had started her stream up. And um, unless, you know, they have a lot of like a huge notification squad, even, you know, yeah. the big streamers, they're going to start off with like 5,000 and then go up to 20,000, their average viewership. Um, so that's what mm -hmm. the situation she had just started streaming. Um, I believe she was, uh, I don't even know if she was playing yet, but Gideon had noticed that he was higher viewership than her and proceeded to tell his uh, community to go over into her chat and put L slash ratio, I think, something like that, which is <laughs> a very soft hate raid, but hate raid nonetheless, because it, it, it was, it, it's not like they had a personal relationship. It's not like those communities jive together to where this was like a buddy buddy inside joke it was stranger going up to another stranger with sort of a negative tone which the doesn't play over well yeah mm. so okay. uh what happens is he goes ahead and gets banned and i believe either during the ban or or during during the the hate raid he had gone over to ninja uh, i believe his audience is familiar with them i believe they watch ninja as well and so uh, Gideon goes to Ninja to talk about this ban. So I, I believe he must have gotten banned already. So I'm not sure how he's communicating. But he had gifted a uh, 100 subs to Ninja. And his followers, you know, 14,000 viewers went over to Pokemon. Don't forget that. So he has a huge follower base. They went into Ninja's chat. Um, oh, my Lord. And, and wow. Ninja then proceeds to... Uh, Tell him, like, I can't help you. There's nothing I could do. And they, you know, the hundred subs come out, uh, gifted subs come out. He's like, you know, they're, they're kind of pressuring him. And he finally says, look, 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 I, I'll, I'll text my, I'll text my, 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 uh, partnership rep. I'll at least do that. I, but no promises. And he goes on to say, uh, this is not an exact quote, but the word is, he goes on to say, um, but you just can't go raiding bitches. And, Pokemon oh being a female, that's that's a diss. That is a diss. Um, immediately, yeah. as soon as that sentence comes out of his mouth, he says, "But but but I, I use that word as everybody, like oh, saying no. like saying Ninja <laughs> uses that word like you and I would use the word dude. She's a dude. He's a dude. Everyone's a dude. That's how we use the B word. And it's like, what? Nin like and, and so this is the lesson here." No matter your, you know, your audience or whatever, understand the words that you say and, and, and sort mm -hmm. of maybe if you're, if you're talking about another professional or another professionals in the subject matter, maybe don't talk like you're uh, an eighth grader <laughs> um, right. because that upset Pokimane. So Pokimane, she is you know, recording all this. She is gathering all her information she realizes, wow, he, you know, he said he's going to text uh, his rep, which looks like he does that. Uh, so she goes on this tirade and I believe Ninja had um, DM'd her and said, um, you got it all wrong. You know, I swear on my grandfather's life, which he had just he gone threatened through a loss. Right? Uh, that's what it, the tone was, um, because when when someone swears on another's life, it means if I break that swear, if I break that promise, I lose that life. But, you know, sad to say, uh, Ninja's grandfather had had 
passed away uh, earlier uh, last year. So for him to make this this promise, I think he spoke. I think he misspoke, but he was trying to get across the seriousness that he did not text this representative. Um. So uh, I I don't have the verbatim of the message, but the message ended with, I didn't send this um, tweet or a text to my rep. You're making a huge mistake. And so I took that. That's up into interpretation. Right. <laughs> I, I took that from Ninja because I understand he's kind of acting like an eighth grader. He, yeah. he doesn't really give any details. I take that as, you know, she is wrong about him sending the text. Um, but the Boki main, she's taking this as a threat. So my lesson on Pokemon side is we're all creators on the internet. We need to have a little bit of a th thick skin um, to not let this stuff ruin our day. Of course, being, you know, two large streamers on the platform, it doesn't really ruin their day. It sort of like kind of keeps them in the buzz. So yeah. long story short, um, Ninja's uh, wife gets involved. She's Oh, uh, no. his manager she's his manager and she said oh, wow. you know, okay. yeah so yeah so pokimane talks about this on her stream on you know has a recording on youtube and uh, ninja's wife says you have it all wrong and you know you, you better stop and i don't know if there's more text between them but eventually it said we're going to if you continue we're going to sue you for defamation which oh I guess there's some legalese and that could be difficult to prove that, you know, Pokimane was doing this with malintent or whatever. And, and Pokimane is just basically saying like, go ahead, do it, you know, cause she also knows that it's difficult to do. And she also knows she's stating facts. She's stating truth and she's not doing it um, with mil um, uh, ill intent. She's trying to defend herself. Um, so long story short, lesson to learn is understand that there is sort of a professionalism with this content creation stuff. So when you're talking to your peers, you may be talking to someone like if I were to talk to someone from New Orleans or Nolens, we would have vastly different vocabulary and the meanings of, of things would be different. If I was talking to someone from, yeah. from Europe. Well, there's a language barrier maybe, and there's definitely a cultural barrier of, of Europe versus, you know, America. There's just different things. So understand that things should be taken out of hand and sure, these are two professionals that sort of just, it boosts them in the, you know, keeps them in the buzz, keeps them being popular. But for maybe regular folk that are just trying to grind away on Twitch, this could end up bringing two communities to collide together in a negative way and, and maybe get someone banned. Gideon, um, you know, d I believe deserved his ban. And he also uh, continued the barrage on social media on Pokemon and got a permanent ban from Twitch, which I think is deserved. Yeah, I think is totally deserved. <laughs> I don't know why you would go and do all that stuff. Um, it just brings a negative light to the platform. But I'm sort of upset at, at the two Ninja and Pokemon just because it is definitely very very um not professional not, not professional um in my opinion ninjas should have spoken more like an adult pokemon should have maybe tried to clarify things and not kind of take things such as like offense but who knows yeah. i mean i wasn't in her chat you know when your chat blows up with a bunch of hate that could change everything well um 
And I got That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> That's all you have to say. <laughs> yeah. I remember you said, no, I'll, I'll leave Ninja and Pokemon towards the end because I don't, there's not a whole lot to say. But, man, lied. <laughs> My no, bad. but My there's bad. more when to I this. Going. I mean, no, 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 dude. I'm just, dude. I'm just giving you a hard time. But um, there's a ton with this, you know, and that's just because, you know, like we see all of these fights or this whole beef that's going on between these these big streamers. And in my experience, I've seen like just beef between streamers and they're like small streamers. And I mean, it happens and the, the toxicity at which they get to and some of these followers, you know, it's really one of those things where like you're online, you're on the Internet and it's not what it was before. You, you think you can hide, but some way, somehow they're going to find you, you know, and when you're a public, you're a celebrity like everything you do is magnified and it's just really interesting to see how this thing has just it just has spiraled out of control completely you know yeah. and now that you tell me i didn't know that ninja's wife got involved and yep. you know to top it off she's the manager you know, she's his manager and so she would imagine that's i mean that's gonna be kind of difficult you no know? like to look out for him as your significant other, but also as your what's it called? Like your customer, because you're 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 his manager. Yeah. And well, what I this mean, could mean for um, him business wise. One one thing, um, I was listening to one of these YouTube videos and uh someone pointed out was say I had a manager, right? And they went and did something stupid you know, did something I could come out and say, Hey, hey, I had to, I had to talk with my manager. I had to kind of bring them down to my point of view and say, Hey, this is not how I want my brand to be represented. I believe you were wrong in this, whatever, you know, we're just going to walk this back. We're going to do something different, right? Your decision, not how I want to proceed. Let's go this way. Like you could probably come out and do that. But if, yeah. if it was my wife, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell her she was wrong publicly. We may discuss <laughs> it, but publicly, I Manny sort of have say, to, that's right. <laughs> I, I kind of have to play I along. Mean. So, yeah. And I guess this kind of goes along with what Manny says. Like, why don't guys ever listen? I kind of feel it. Maybe Ninja's wife told him like, okay, you need to stop, but maybe he didn't, you know? So, it's going to be interesting because I think right now when you're talking about that they were going to sue her for defamation or for slander or something like that. Yeah, def defamation. Right? Um, when you're the yeah. one accusing her, when you're the prosecutor, like the burden is, is on you. You need to prove that she is doing that intentionally. Mm -hmm. So it's I think it's, it's really hard sometimes to prove that. So we'll see what happens. Manny, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's kind of like celebrities, how... Remember the whole beef with Taylor Swift and what's-his-face? Um, Kanye West? Yes, Kanye West. Yeah. He likes to be called... I'll be honest. Now or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole beef with, you know, him, you know, kind of ruining her moment at the awards show years ago and giving more praise to Beyonce and whatever, saying that she should have won instead and whatever. 
I feel like maybe this is the same type of situation. That maybe they just wanted to get their name out in there, you know, out there and get a bit more publicity. What if this is all just for publicity? Because, I mean, who's to say, like, later on down, either like a year from now, a couple months from now, they'll be best of friends again. They'll maybe do something together and be like, yeah, you know, we're going to put this in the past and, you know, let bygones be bygones. What I, if it's that type I, of situation? I could see that being a possibility if Ninja didn't say years ago when he started his rise to his current fame, uh, I guess you would say. Uh, he, he made a statement, he put his foot down and said he's not going to stream with girls. I don't know if he's gone back on that, but it was a very weird statement. And Pokimane actually made uh, a big fuss about that as well and said, that's kind of weird. You know, if your wife's that insecure or if you're insecure, your marriage is that flimsy or whatever, you guys got to work on that. But, you know, don't don't just come out and say, you know, you're not going to stream with girls. That's very uh, misogynistic or whatever, you know. And that, that was her take on it. So I, I don't know if it would be really cool to for them to collab together. Um, I think they should have collabed together right off the bat. Like got on a freaking Discord call, made a show of it and said, hey, this guy here, he's like doing stuff in my chat. Like he's a nobody. Can we both just squash him? You know what I mean? Just like, sure, he'll get his five minutes of fame, but it'll be five minutes of, of them dissing him for what he's trying to do. But instead... They kind of, yeah. they kind of gave him a little bit of power. I don't. I, I, yeah, I think I got out of hand. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, shall we move on to something else now? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> All right, Manny, your time to shine. Tell us about this Hogwarts video game you are so excited about. Come on. Yes. So I don't know if y'all uh, know about the Hogwarts Legacy game that's going to be coming mm -hmm, out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there's been so many rumors about, you know, maybe possibly it being delayed to next year. Oh, and God. yeah, there's been, you know, rumors going on. Oh, it's going to be pushed back. And then there's like other people saying like, oh, no, it should be released this year and stuff. Well, there hasn't been an official release date, but yeah. So far, recently, the latest rumor is that it's going to be released during the third quarter of this year, which is looking like between July and September. All so right. we'll see. Fingers crossed. I mean, this is going to be a really cool game to get into. It's going to be an open world um, RPG. It's going to be set during the 1800s, which no, it's not. You're not going to see Harry Potter in this. Remember that that was like what in the 90s or something or the 80s? You don't know that. <laughs> no, you're not gonna see Harry Potter in this. Sorry, if they do a multiverse of madness and you see Harry Potter in it from a different, <laughs> yeah, universe. we're gonna bring him from the future. <laughs> hey, just saying. But, Dumbledore I could mean, do it. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. Um, I just, I am a Harry Potter fan, which I don't know if you listeners out there are Harry Potter fans or not. But yeah, this is. This is one of the games that it's been on my radar, so I'm really anticipating a release date of this year. And if it does release in the summer, then that's great. Just hopefully it doesn't do it doesn't pull a cyberpunk on us and gets pushed to next year. So, yeah. um, so now going on to um, the. Well, I I wanted to ask you something. 
Yeah, sure. So is there anything else that they've revealed about the story? Um, anything that, to kind of give us an insight? Is there any? Is there going to be any um, mentioning of any of the stuff that we saw in the books at all? Uh, Do you know? Not really, because again, this is going to be set in the 1800s, so it's not, you're not going to see anything, any of the characters, pretty much, of what Harry Potter is based on the oh, books. Oh, I just so thought of the portraits. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be oh. the people oh. before Harry Potter. It's going to be yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like the original, like, founders of Hogwarts school and stuff like that. Yeah, you're going to be able to, to make uh, spells in the game. You're going to be able to meet people and, I guess, group together and try to go, like, maybe in like a mission or some sort of going mm -hmm. these these dark wizards and uh, just try to, I guess, make... I'm not really sure if there's going to be a campaign or really what they're going to try to go into. I'm not sure if it's going to be just purely multiplayer or if there is going to be, like, an actual storyline to the game. They okay. haven't really released that much information, just only based on what the trailer and what the mm. website that you know the game has so far. But yeah. hopefully, um, there is going to be a PlayStation event coming up soon this year. Um, they're thinking about maybe releasing more information then, and hopefully releasing the actual official game release date at that point. But gotcha. we're just we're just waiting. Right now, mm. we're just basically waiting. Okay. All right. So, enough of that. Now, tell us what else you wanted to talk about. Something about Blizzard making a new game. Tell us. Yeah, this was just released, uh, the news today, that Blizzard is looking for people to hire to actually work on this new, unannounced, brand new survival game that they're going to be making for PC and console. It's not going to be set in the universe of Overwatch or Diablo. So, sorry, fans. Sorry, oh, listeners. It's not okay. going to be set in those universes. It's going to be entirely different. So we'll see. We'll see. They released uh, like a little bit of artwork on Twitter. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, no, I haven't, but I should yeah, check that. Yeah. It kind of gives a little bit of a World of Warcraft vibe to it. But mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see. All right. So that, funny that, that you mentioned that. Sure. Huh? Was that. That definitely interests me for sure. I like survival. Oh stuff. yeah. So we'll see what happens. So interestingly enough, oh my gosh, Manny, you mentioned Blizzard, and yeah. when we say Blizzard, we have Microsoft purchasing Activision and Blizzard. Yeah, those that was like huge news. It was yes. huge, right? Yes. And I want to see what you guys think about it, and then you know I'll give my my thoughts about it. Manny, you go first. I am excited for the Call of Duty Black Ops games to be on Game Pass. That is like the number one thing that I'm waiting for because I have not played Black Ops two. I've heard from so many people, oh, you gotta play Black Ops 2, you gotta try Black Ops 2, it's actually my favorite one, and I haven't actually played it, and Black Ops 1 is actually one of my favorites, just the zombies mode, just the zombies, mm -hmm. you gotta look Wasn't that up. one, like, slightly, like, more simple than what we have now for when it comes to yeah. zombies? Yeah, it is more simple, but I mean, I, I like it, I like it, I like Oh, it. no, I'm perfectly fine with that, I think it got completely 
I don't know, just went a completely different way from what zombies yeah. used to be. It, yeah, like, um, I'm not sure if you played, uh, what is it? The Black Ops. that War? No, Black Ops 3 uh, zombie mode. No. That totally took a different direction. Um, also in, what is it? Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. If you play the zombie uh -huh. mode on there, it's like uh, cast to the 80s. It's They play like 80s music in there and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which kind of makes it a bit cheesy. I mean, it's it's enjoyable, but it's kind of cheesy. Um, yeah, it just didn't interest me that much. Going back to the roots, uh, I play that from time to time, and it's kind of hard to find other gamers to go into the groups with, but yeah. you get lucky and you find some players on there. But hopefully with this new purchase, um, hopefully they get added to Game Pass soon, because trying to buy Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2 is still kind of pricey. It's like in the 40s yeah. range. So. It's almost like yeah. trying to buy GTA. Yeah. It's still yeah. pricey as heck. Yeah, it is. So I'm I'm excited for that. I'm interested on how they do the whole World of Warcraft thing. Is that going to be like on Game Pass or how's that going to work? I'm kind of curious. Hmm. And I think with it, I mean, now that this is happening, I'm really curious to see what happens with the this new game you mentioned and what that's going to entail. Yes, that too. What's Microsoft going to do with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I think maybe a year or two ago, I would have been like, oh my God, what the hell's going on here? But I see what Microsoft is doing with all of their other stuff. They're, they're trying, they're going a down a completely different path, you know, and they're expanding on uh, cloud gaming. Okay. Maybe it's not the best, but the idea that, you know, if you're hanging out with your cousins and someone has their phone and someone has their tablet and you have your Xbox and somebody has their laptop and the idea that everybody can game together, regardless of the lag that they might encounter, you know, Microsoft is going for that or Xbox is focusing on that and they want everybody to be in that ecosystem. And so Microsoft buying... <laughs> freaking Activision and Blizzard for how much was it? Like you guys know? 60 something billion? Like 60 some billion dollars or something like that. And it's like it's like 68. Okay. And by the way, you sound Normal. good now, dude. <laughs> 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 right but like almost everybody that I've spoken to about this, they're just like Microsoft would do that because they can do that. You know? And so that was the thing. And then the other part for me that has been very uh, intriguing is um, I think Sony released a statement saying kind of like, oh, uh, we still expect uh, Microsoft to fulfill whatever contractual agreements we had previously filled with or filed with Activision. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, dude. Like, it almost felt like, oh, well, you're still going to you still need to do this because you said you were going to do it. But it just felt very, and I think I had mentioned kind of like when you prove your parents wrong, and then and then they're kind of like, yeah, well, I'm your father, well, I'm your mother, and then they walk away, and you're just kind of like, you're still wrong though, you know, and so <laughs> yeah, um, I'm really curious to see what happens with this. What games are going to be on Game Pass? 
um, I really want to see what exclusives are going to come out of this because, I mean, when Xbox got or Microsoft bought Bethesda, you know, some people were freaking out about exclusivity and this and that. And yeah, after all, it turns out that Bethesda is going to make an exclusive for them. Right. But there's no way, there's no way that they're going to make Call of Duty a console exclusive. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a cash cow. No? Yeah. And so, stuff like that where people are thinking, like, there's just no way. Like, it would be, an, and with Phil Spencer at the reins of this and what he's shown, what he's done, like, it, I have a very hard time to think that Microsoft or an Xbox would go down this path of trying to limit access to some of these games, you know? And I think what is going to happen, which is what happened before, like with Bungie and because they were under Activision, Bungie was releasing content exclusive stuff for PlayStation, you know? And so I think that is going to happen. But it, when it comes to games themselves, there's no way that Call of Duty and what is it, Overwatch at this point. Um, like, I just don't see that happening. There, There's no way they're going to make that console exclusive. So, James, what do you think? Uh, what I think about what I think about the Microsoft acquisition is, uh, you know, how I think about uh, the Disney thing, right? A lot of people are comparing this to like Microsoft as being like Disney, buying up all these studios and all that stuff. And what makes me sad is on Disney, um, there are some characters that they are taking from other platforms, from other uh, stories, uh, and putting it on theirs. And while they were on other networks or other streaming services, uh, their uh, shows were bloody. They had really awesome and, and 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 detailed fights really great action you, and i know are you talking about go, like daredevil on netflix and stuff like that yeah yeah try not to give any spoilers out there <laughs> but say you know they're taking daredevil and and punisher will never come to disney plus or it will oh, be never the same yeah. um but if they bring over uh daredevil it, it won't be the the same Right, even maybe in their movies, it won't even be the same because yeah. it has to go on Disney Plus. <sighs> so that's that's kind of the concern, right? You have one company that has this mantra of how they would like the uh, their product to be made, right? These set of rules that that's mm -hmm. kind of the concern. Um, say, for example, Anthem. All of games that were developed oh, um, by EA's own studios <laughs> had to use their Frostbite <sighs> engine. And that hurt the development of Anthem. It just put it back because it wasn't yeah. made to create a game like Anthem. It just, they had a lot of issues. And it was also hard to learn when they had uh, developers kind of rotating in and out. It was hard to get going um, because you had to relearn, had to retrain a new developer how to use Frostbite. So that's the concern. That's the worry. Microsoft, though, so far seems to say hey we want um to grow our game pass because we want more people to play the games that we own or we produce or we uh make whatever with that i think they're gonna let the the you know studios 
create how they want to create, use whatever engine they want. And it's gaming. I mean, they have Halo, <laughs> you know, so yeah. they're going to yeah. keep things. They have Gears of War. So it's not like we're going to have a watered down kind of violence or whatever. There's still going to be bloody games out there. So I, I, yeah. I think in this act, in this thing, it, it'll be pretty good for people who own Game Pass. And for people who don't own Game Pass, it'll be just like, eh, all right. You know, maybe, Game Pass, best deal in gaming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and this thing might, uh, and what we might see with this new survival game that uh, Manny was talking about is unannounced um, products. I don't know how you'd say a game being made, but unannounced games that are being made maybe that haven't been signed by playstation there's no contracts there's no deals there's just like this idea maybe that they want to do and they kind of have like a sketched plan and phil is like hey we need to get this out to the public we need to get this buzz going so you know because you blizzard have not done a lot lately in the last uh year or so and we need to get some buzz going about you guys so talk about this yeah. game um games like that could very well be an exclusive to Game Pass and Xbox because they're not they're not they're not um they're new properties they're not si signed yet because they're probably still in the story mode a uh, story board can't say that word yeah mode mm -hmm. storyboard yeah so so it's it's a it's a per it's a good time to make an exclusive for Game Pass Xbox that that's probably what we'll see nothing like you know. Um, Call of Duty going exclusive or anything like that. We probably won't see that, but we will see Call of Duty uh, reach more people because of Game Pass. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, one thing I'm excited for, if if it does come to Game Pass, is playing StarCraft. Um, it would be a ton of fun. I haven't played that in a long time, and I wouldn't mind getting back into that, possibly streaming it. <clears throat> But I just looked at the article. Sorry, really quick, Manny, because you sent the article. And at the end, just yeah, sure. um, to read it, just to add to what James had finished saying, where uh, Microsoft head of gaming said some Activision Blizzard titles will still release on PS5. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, that leaves it open to where, yeah, like Call of Duty, for sure, PS5. Overwatch, for sure. Obviously, definitely, there's going to be some games where it's going to be like, nope. These are going to be Xbox exclusives. Mm -hmm. So, what were you going to say, Manny? Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, for a second there, I thought you were going to say that you're like looking forward to the sequel of Overwatch. Aren't you? Aren't you into Overwatch? Yes. So, to I guess go down this path for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I used to play Overwatch a ton on playstation because i used to have both consoles at some point mm -hmm. and i used to play overwatch with one of my cousins and i played a ton of it um i never really fully delved a lot into a lot any uh, like most of the characters mm -hmm. and that was just because any game mode i would play hardly nobody ever wanted to be the healer so i would always take that mantle and i would play as mercy and I have learned to love and appreciate that character, um, her, her super ability that she has, her healing abilities, you know, like, I just love playing as Mercy, you know, 
And I'm really excited to see what they come up with with uh, Overwatch 2, especially now that we have the new consoles. So what does that mean as far as graphics goes? Right? And I I can't wait to play that. I haven't played Overwatch in a while, to be honest. But if Overwatch 2 were to come out, I do think that would absolutely be like one of my day one purchases. And... I hope it's not the same thing like Anthem, which I even pre-ordered before it was released. And it is just somewhere in the digital cloud collecting dust because I have never downloaded it ever again. So much potential completely down the drain. Um, Are you laughing? <laughs> Don't feel bad because I felt that same way when I bought uh, World War Z. Like I mentioned so many times, I went and bought, I spent like 40 bucks on the actual disc and playing it. And then like a week and a half later or so, oh, it's going to come out on Game Pass. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? I couldn't <laughs> save that 40 bucks. But nah, it's, it's fine. I enjoy World War Z. And then I got the Aftermath DLC and it's... Mm new maps and stuff so um what i was gonna say is that isn't it and this may be a topic for like the next episode of the podcast um what is microsoft's end goal with xbox itself like are they well i think we already know that this series x series s is gonna be the last console that they're planning on making right Aren't they eventually wanting to get into more into the cloud gaming? Because they brought that up. They brought that out. So what I envision is because mm -hmm. they, they brought uh, cloud gaming to consoles as well. Yeah, true. And that, I mean, that means that your console doesn't have to fulfill all of those typical like requirements when it comes to playing some of these games yeah and so i feel that they are building up their cloud infrastructure their mm -hmm. cloud gaming infrastructure mm -hmm. and i think that because we're on what year two of the console of the next gen consoles mm -hmm. or take mm -hmm. And there's, I think there's a good five, maybe six more years left in these consoles. And I think by then you're just going to see an ecosystem that has been well established where whether you have a PC, whether you're on your phone or you have a console, you are able to access Xbox games or and PC games at that point or Game Pass anywhere. Yeah, and I kind of feel that that's what they're building towards to, you know, and I think that's as far as I've thought about it. I don't know. It's exciting because you kind of like stop and kind of wonder or kind of picture like a couple, maybe three, five years from now. What if they try to like maybe perhaps create like maybe a TV to where you can just mm. have like your Game Pass or your cloud gaming already programmed on there to where you can access all your library of games or just create, you know, yeah. create the ability to where you can have it as an app on your smart TV because, you know, 
smart TVs were are where you can actually have the apps for HBO Max, Netflix, and all that. You just go select the app on the TV, and it, it opens up, you know, Netflix for you. It opens up HBO Max. It opens up Hulu. What if they have it to where you can, you know, just do it like that on your TV, your smart TV, and just connect your Bluetooth controller and say completely goodbye to consoles itself. And all the games will have to be at that point digital. We'll finally get rid of discs yeah. at that point. Um, I, 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 I was give really it about, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I give it about another maybe maybe ten years. Um, because the infrastructure around it has to come up. I say we get another uh, half console, a mid console. We're gonna get the slim version. Of all these new um, consoles, um, yeah, or a slimmer version, I guess, um, because I think we're gonna need um, we're gonna need a gigabit in- internet in most cities or available in most cities mm-hmm. at an affordable price. We're gonna need five uh, G to kind of be uh, a better coverage of that. AT and T just launched. Some new five uh, gig, 5G. right? Yeah, they, they yeah. did some new 5G yeah. technology, 5G. but it was interrupting um, airports, or they were worried mm-hmm. that was going to interrupt because um, oh, yeah. uh, aviation that. FAA has different sort of uh, tolerances, uh, not not frequencies, but like tolerances for what they consider safe. AT and T is like, uh-huh. well, we've measured this; it doesn't interfere. What's you know, you guys, it's good. And the FAA or or aviation is probably like, well, your tolerances for how close this can interfere is is way too large for what we would say, and we need more studies on this. So, so right now we're in that growth period of of the technology mm-hmm. we need to have this instant access to high gaming yeah. is is on the horizon, say, like- but we need to sort of build it up first. Because yeah. I was gonna, because you know, thinking about this now, I'm, I'm imagining that as there's this more a bigger push for this, I kind of feel that finally some of these companies are gonna have the incentive to actually expand their infrastructure. You know, because you have some of these companies, some of these internet companies, they're charging ridiculous prices for stupid slow prices. Uh, what's it called? Speeds. Yeah. So it's it's. This that might happen too, you know. By you know, by ten years, um, that infrastructure might actually be there finally. Where, um, if you can access that, if you have access to that kind of internet speeds, um, you you know, you are more than able to utilize whether what Manny said, a, a Microsoft or an Xbox TV, or a higher end console. But for those that can't, well, you know what? You can have this, you know, slimmer version, but you can still play all the games that they are playing over there. You know, um, maybe they'll have discounted prices depending on the console you have. You never know. I mean, the possibilities I really think are endless, especially if Microsoft is really trying to get this out to as many people as possible. Yeah, I can can see where Manny's uh, features very very plausible because the next mm-hmm. console we all could get because Sony's trying to get in this subscription based game too the next console we all could get is a dongle and a, and a, and a password to get onto an app you know yeah. if, if your computer yeah. doesn't have the app use this dongle like a Chromecast 
that could be what they walk on stage with. <laughs> yeah, because I think yeah. uh, Chromecast now some of them have Stadia inst installed on it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So we're about to reach the end of our podcast. But before we, um, you know, end this, I wanted to ask you guys for Destiny, are you Team Hunter, Team Titan, or Team Warlock? And why? Team Warlock. Okay. <laughs> why, Manny? Tell us why Warlock <laughs> is the superior one. It's mage related. I mean, I, I just I don't see myself as being sorry, listeners, a, a fucking titan. I'm I'm not into crayons. No <laughs> um, hunters. Oh boy. I'm sorry. Your your little jump, fucking jump jump. jump. <laughs> your little fucking tornado shit irks the hell out of me. Trust me, I wouldn't dare want to be a hunter. Um, just warlocks. Yeah, more power to warlocks. <laughs> they seem more, okay. more, uh, more reasonable, rounded. All right. Yeah. Um, I first I picked warlocks at that time when I had no clue what I was doing in that game, and yeah. then apparently, you know, my brother told me warlocks are, um, they are kind of like philosophers and historians. They like to research stuff. They like to look stuff up and know why some of these things happen and whatnot. And I was like, holy crap. Oh, my God. I'm a history teacher. It's <gasps> Twinsies. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> all right, James, what about you? Well, first of all, first of all, hunters make the uh, most sense because we jump. We just we just jump. <laughs> Sure, we have that double jump, but but we just we just jump. We don't jump and hover. We don't jump and fly. We're not Peach. I don't understand Daddy. that. Is this is this whatever? I don't hover. Um, I I I blink. You blink. You well, blink. also That's we're right. we're not I, I we're not hover. codependent. We very much <laughs> enjoy working alone. We like to solve our own problems and stuff. So you know, let's. Yeah, look where that left him. <laughs> Hey, just he's... saying. We're just throwing shade. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Guys, this, we're being toxic. Rip. Rip Cade. Yeah. Um, no, I like I like Hunter because the movement feels very natural. Um, the dodging mm -hmm. feels very uh, agile. It gives you that sort of heroic uh, feeling. Um, I do like the supers. Um, I would say I, I was working on my Warlock. I did try mess around with Dawn Blade before uh, Stasis happened, and then I just went back to Hunter. Um, Titan uh, is is there if if you know they need me for something. Eating a Titan scram. wise, I figure it out. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's there. It doesn't really wow me. I don't like the movement. <laughs> Hunter just feels the most natural. I can feel the most agile and free with, with being a Hunter. So uh, that's I like that. Okay. Well, all right, so we have a Team Hunter and two Team Warlock. Whoop, whoop. What about you guys, those of you listening? Maybe you can let us know. We're trying to figure stuff out in regards to finding ways for you guys to get in touch with us so we can possibly talk about topics that you would like to hear from us and keep it civil once we do figure that out. But anyways, um, I think we have reached the conclusion of our podcast. Do you have a, Do you guys have anything else to add? Like, uh, can, oh, follow, ahead, 
Yeah, well, I was about to do that, but I just I just wasn't sure if you guys had anything else to say. <laughs> I just wanted to push that I, out there. I think okay. last time we forgot um, to mention our side projects, whatever we're doing. Okay, I mean, oh. mine is just, um, I'm just streaming. I don't really have, streaming isn't a big part of, you know, what I plan on doing in the future, but I like to do it for fun. And, um, you know, I think Manny had mentioned this kind of like what you experience when you're in my, uh, in my, uh, what's it called, my streams. And, you know, I'm just there to converse, conversate with the, the, the viewers and my commentary here and there and, you know, me just saying stuff in Spanish. But that's about it. And serenade you know, us. Yes, yeah, serenade you guys. You know, <laughs> if you guys ever find my Twitch, Pedro Corleone 54. And if you have enough uh, points, you can redeem them, and I will sing you a song. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, and uh, James? And, yeah, you can find me on Twitch, on YouTube, all the social medias as AZN Slick Slayer. Uh, and uh, come on my stream, you can make me try to rap with the... Uh, what is it? Oh God! Is that, what is? What's oh, the T Pain? T Pain, yeah, with the T Pain voice. You can try to make. Oh, man. Or the big yeah. voice, the chipmunk voice. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that too. <laughs> and Manny? Um, I mean, I kind of stuck my foot into streaming a bit. I'm not as set up as y'all two. I don't have the whole camera. You can't really see me. All you can do is hear me. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I, I only had like one viewer that was even my streams. So, yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> one is more than zero. <laughs> that poor little guy. But, um, I mean, I eventually would like to have a gaming PC at some point. I would like to get into PC gaming again. That's actually, um, what I did when I was younger, I would have just like rather regular computer and play those regular discs on the computer and stuff, but actually have it set up to where you can maybe possibly see me, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But um, I didn't mention my gamer tag for Xbox. Um, my gamer tag is Texas Girl 90. Texas being spelled out, girl being spelled out. In case you want to friend me on there, you're more than welcome to. I am an Xbox ambassador. I will help however way I can. If I'm in a party chat, you're more than welcome to join. If I'm in a game that you game, you're more than welcome to join. Um, but yeah, other than that, no. Just uh, try to be the regular on this podcast with y'all too. And bring stuff to y'all can, you know, be entertained and enjoy. Okay. Alrighty, well, on that note, everybody, don't forget to hit that follow button if you're hearing us on Spotify and leave us a good rating, please. If you're listening to us through the Google Podcast app, then please hit that subscribe button. And if you listen to your podcast through Apple Music, then please, we would greatly appreciate it if you hit that plus symbol on the top right corner next to the three dots. And with that, we thank you all again for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode with our first special guest. So stay tuned, everybody. And with that, I bid you all a good night. Night. See y'all, guys. Woohoo. Bye.